Into the mic. Into the mic. Is that good? Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, 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 check. Jacob can't do that. I can't do that. What's up, everybody? You found it. It's the Crossroads Travel Podcast. This is Jacob. And I'm Kelsey. And today we got another guest for you. We got Giovanna in the studio. Giovanna Geraldo. Go by Gio. Yeah. Gio. Honestly, the only people that call me by my full name are like my parents. I know. And they're pissed. I thought we'd just give you a a formal introduction. (laughs) Yeah. Since we're being all classy on here. Miss. Giovanna. Yes. Giraldo. (laughs) Giraldo or Gialdo? Giraldo. Giraldo, yeah. Giraldo. Mm -hmm. Cool. Where's that last name from? I think it originated from Spain. Gotcha. But whenever I tell people my last name, they automatically go to Italian. Because he's got the O. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you got a vowel. Even Giovanna. Giovanna. They're like, oh, Giovanni. I'm like, no, with an A, bitch. Oh, Giovanni. Yeah, they're like, ah. And I'm like, I'm not Italian. Yeah, that would be like the guy's version of the name, right? Yeah. I know a Giovanni. I honestly thought you were Italian when we first met. See? So. You're not, though. But like, that's what's so cool. (laughs) I mean, I've never, I've always wanted to do like the ancestry you know that would be it would be interesting bring the mic just a bit know. closer to your mouth tilt it just a bit the other way yeah like that this way yeah better yeah and then talk into it i got you see how close i am oh, and i'm okay. just because i'm just talking you be know? good i've never like yeah. heard myself this we close. got a newbie <laughs> on the show is this your first podcast yeah there we go okay so <clears throat> first podcast podcasting people is actually not that easy it's i mean no, requires it's not. a lot of skill tell, yeah i kind of came like i'm just gonna talk yeah you know to some but it, i mean it's tiny details really yeah it's, little, it's you know? the little things you want to paint a picture for the audience yeah yeah and be true. relatable yeah. you know so that's what we're trying to do we're, but anyway um, i'm i'm geo <laughs> yes geo and Gio is Kelsey's friend. I don't. I didn't know uh, Gio before I knew Kelsey. Kelsey mm-hmm. introduced me to you. Um, how did you two get together? High school, sophomore yeah, y- year. Y'all met in high school, right? Yeah, sophomore year. I baby. heard from like soccer field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We played on varsity soccer for the Benjamin School, and I believe it was one day at lunch saw you eating alone and i walked up to you yeah she was like and i was like hey man you want to come eat with me and my friends (laughs) and you were like yeah and then later on um we had like the first practice that day and um like i was like damn on the field watching play i was like this bitch is badass i'm pretty sure you hit me with the ball when you were trying to score do you not remember that i think you've told me yes and i was like damn that stung (laughs) a little bit like shit um but you know what was cool um, it's like we were friends all throughout high school, but we really like got closer. I feel like when we went to college, you know. Yeah, I'd say so. And you know, since then, we've been well, like, we were like the type of friend where like if I don't see you for a year or a couple months, like we pick up where we left off always. And I love that about you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's any. I mean, any real kind of friendship they go through like stages, you know. Yeah. You know, which is dope. But I think we've known each other now. Yeah, sophomore three years like seven, seven years yeah seven years seven eight. that's like when i met cam nice yeah <clears throat> that's about the same time I met haven't my... you guys gone through like some, i mean you know the stages of a friendship you might be like closer one time but oh, it's 100%, always 100 percent. that friendship's still like you know we're homies yeah yeah know? i mean when i went off to like my trade school and stuff and then even a couple of years being back i didn't even really talk to him that much and then I think it was just out of the blue. It was like, yo, what's going on? Type of thing. Yeah. And it's like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. I think he had moved away. Really? I forget. I forget the story. But we weren't like talking for a little bit. Yet, now that he's back, he's like one of my best friends. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. with us. It's like, you yeah. don't really have to be there. To... Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I feel like during college and after like we're trying to figure out who we are you know hence this the name of this podcast crossroads we're really at a crossroads our whole 20s like we don't know i mean some people like you know if you're a doctor or shit like that like you kind of know what you want to do but other people even then though they're not taking a chance to explore who they are that's just like they're taking a chance to explore their career you know i want to interject the doctor thing because 
if there's any doctors listening, they know <laughs> they've been at crossroads. Because even in, no, in your doctorial, your doctorial, I think it's called or something, you got to specialize in something, right? You got to be a bone doctor. Mm-hmm. You got to be a dermatologist. You got to be a, there's different no, uh, you're things right. to study and yeah. be like an expert in. Different, so like, everybody's sectors. at a crossroads if you're looking yeah. at it the right way. No, you're right. I honestly, I didn't view it that way. Like, I was, you're right, yeah. That, that's but a good I perspective. Wanna, no, it's a good perspective. I interject that a little bit. No, I'm glad he threw that in there, honestly. Um, threw me off my rocker, but I'm back I'm back here now, so. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I don't no, even know what I you're think, talking about. No, I think yeah, just the is... main point I was just trying to say is, like, our 20s are the time to, like, find ourselves, and um, if you don't take advantage of that you can like miss out on it you know you you won't really i guess for me how i view it you won't really get to see like who you really are you or you won't get the chance to really get like who you really are but you know some people have kids at a young age they start a family yeah, they start a career it's really down to like and we've discussed this so many times what you prefer so if anyone's really taking advantage of it i'd say geo has more than both of us so far yes would um would you do yeah, after I've been college super i've been super lucky i was in the peace corps yeah, you were in the Peace Corps for a while, right? It was only, not even, I mean, I was supposed to be there 27 months, and I was only there for, like, a little over seven. Where's there? Uh, Morocco. Oh, nice. nice. So, yeah. what's, um, if, like, if our listeners are, like, listening, you know, like, they the don't know. The listeners are listening. <laughs> They're indeed. definitely listening. But they I are can listening. I assure you the listeners are listening. <laughs> you know, y'all know what I mean. Um, <laughs> what'd you do? What was your day-to-day in what Morocco? Is, what is, like, the typical, like, break down the process of, like, the Peace Corps, you know? Of entering the Peace Corps? I mean, it, mm-hmm. I mean like, like, not entering, because, like, I'm sure it's just applications, but, like, what did you first go through? Like, you, you mentioned to me briefly that you had three-month training and you're staying with the host family, then you went off to your final destination that you were supposed to be there for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. Tell, tell, us, tell us about so it. So the first uh, 11 weeks uh, or nine weeks, 10, 10, 11 weeks, we were in like host families with host families all in the same region because Morocco is a massive country. Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't Just, it the tip of Africa? Yeah, the north, yeah, northwest. Okay. Northwest mm-hmm. tip. Like, I think the nor- northest point, you can see Spain. It's about, like, nine miles to Spain, which is beautiful because you get, like, the African culture, you know, the Arabs in the north, and then, like, just also Europe, which is, like, like a little, f- little French, right? I got a wild yeah, French. There's so many French people in Morocco. It's it must be beautiful mixes. I got a wild story it's to a, tell you It's a crazy mixture about of cultures and everything, yeah. What, let's... A Morocco... Um, um really? not not my story, but I'm listening to Francis Ngannou on Joe Rogan. He's the heavyweight world champion of the UFC right now. Um oh he is from Cameroon in Africa. Okay. And he talks about his journey. This is insane. The story's insane. He talks about his journey and he wasn't the only one doing this. This is like how you kind of reach freedom or not freedom but opportunity at best if you're you know grow up or if you're born in just not a not a privileged spot you know i don't know how to describe it but he is like i got to get out of here i want to go to france from cameroon so his journey from cameroon to france goes right through morocco and getting into morocco was a journey for him that took seven tries seven different tries multiple years like it was a 12-year journey from cameroon to france that he explained on joe rogan and that is such a such a great podcast i won't go into too much detail but the main uh things that i took out of it was like he got sent back trying to get into morocco he got sent back to the Sahara Desert, just dropped off in the middle of the night, in the middle of the Sahara Desert, and kind of just like, everybody left. Left for dead. It Straight up left for dead. Wow. Like, uh, uh, fuck, I think it was like seven times, I think you said. Jeez. So that's How what they was would, That was he... what they would do when they captured the people who were trying to get across, because they were trying to sneak across. He, he talked about all the different types of ways. And he wanted to go on Rogan to talk about this, but he didn't know that much English. So he learned better English and then yeah. 
told his story on Joe Rogan. It's That's a insane. fucking crazy story. He gets through Morocco and then goes through the sea um, with a, a boat, like a light uh, raft you would buy at Walmart or something, <laughs> like a cheap inflatable raft. Wow. He would go that seven miles that you're talking about because it's it, at the closest point it's really close like, yeah it's people have sw- swum it yeah uh, exactly like, so um most of them didn't really know how to swim i mean it's it's not safe you know it's yeah it's, and it's not <laughs> safe for sure do, but i mean that's where you see like the need yeah you, know? oh, you don't man, do that desperation that's something that you yeah it was insane his story is amazing and now he's a... he gets through spain he goes to france he wanted to become a boxer but wow. I was telling you earlier about like how difficult it is if you don't know the right coach to be like a boxing champion, and there's so many different boxing champions out there because there's different organizations. There's the the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. There's different. It's, and then someone said was like, "Hey, dude, I think you should do this MMA." this was back in 2012 so he, he started boxing he, he started he only started training for like eight years ago was when he started training and immediately like he just rose to the top because he is a fucking 275 brick shit house walking <laughs> like natural because he grew up in cameroon and he would work the sand mines when He's he beefy. when he was He's... like 12 years old I don't know. It's a crazy fucking story. It I don't is. mean to go on such a tangent, have to check but like you really got to check this out. Yeah, his life story. Story of perseverance, right there. And it took him like, fuck, I don't know how many years to get to France, and then almost like ten more years to become the heavyweight world champion of the UFC. It's wow. a wild story. That's awesome. He kind of explains wild. it all too. And you just talking about Morocco reminded me of that, and yeah, I just had to, I just had to say that. It's a beautiful country, like, with crazy stories. And I that's one that I didn't know, which yeah. is awesome. The Sahara, is, that's where I was. So going back, like, the first maybe 10 to 11 weeks, we were in a with a small host family, like, nine hours a day in language and cultural classes. Wow. For And we only had Sundays off. So it was, like, six, six days of the week, nine hours a day. It's a commitment. How was it um, learning oh, Arabic? Culture culture shock completely complete culture shock yeah how many languages do you know yeah you speak five right no i wish four three like obviously spanish uh english my parents are both from colombia so i like grew up speaking spanish but arabic i i wouldn't say i i am completely fluent but i could kind of defend myself because those three months you i mean you got to think and your your brain is also in like survival mode almost because, yeah. I mean, I most of us came in with very little Arabic, you know. Yeah. So for three months, and it's and then I guess af- like afterwards they're like you know you're on your own. So the yeah. first three months you have that almost safety net, but then I was placed in a small town called Tazarin, in like the southwest. Tazatin. Tazarin, like tangerine, but with a Z, I guess. Tazarin? Tazarin. 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 Interesting. But it was right on the door of, you know, Morocco? coming into the Sahara. Yeah, the south, like the southwest. Oh, so it was like a town? Small, yeah, small. Called like, Tanzarin? Uh, t- Tazarin, yeah. Taz- like Tazarin. But it was tiny. Yeah, like, I said Tanzarin, didn't I? Yeah. No worries, babe. It's all <laughs> can, you, can you pull up the Google real quick? It's like time. The Google. No, I believe I just you. I believe Google. you. Can you pull up the Google? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just could. felt like one of those, like, uh, the insurance commercials. <laughs> like, I could help you from, like, becoming your dad. You're turning into your parents. The Google. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I know what commercial you're talking about. Yeah. Or you're turning into your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know. I, I, I believe you. I get it. I, I like the picture so in my uh, head. I don't want to see it. T- yeah, tiny, like, small desert oasis town. That's cool. Like right on the edge people. of the Sahara. Mm-hmm. Like coming, I think it was like maybe a two-hour. It was basically. So desert. it was like Tatooine in real life. Tatooine. From Star Wars. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see it. Cool. Tatooine. I yeah. got that picture in my head. Yeah. Okay. Good. When there. you said that. <laughs> but yeah, and then I was there for three, three and a half months, and then because of the COVID, you know, the pandemic, we were all evacuated. Three and a half months. Yeah. Oh, it was like three months of training and then three months of like my fi- what was 
my final site, which is where I would have been, like, for another, still. For another, I would still yeah, be there. for another yeah. year, right? Yeah. 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 That Do sucks. you have, um... I mean, it's... Did anyone stay or everyone left? We all had, no, we all had to everyone be evacuated. From, yeah, everyone from the Peace Corps? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn. I mean, because, you know, international flights started, like, shutting down completely with so, that. So, I got a question, because I'm curious. What was the Peace Corps for? To, like, keep the peace? Or to, like, <laughs> I mean, help? in many ways, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, it was... I don't know how far, like... I mean, it's To peace. go back with it, but, yeah, it was started by FDR. So, it's solely, like, pure volunteering. Yeah. Correct? Just yeah, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know. You yeah, know, but what was, like... What is the day-to-day -day for a someone in the peace corps because like i'm thinking you're just <laughs> so i think you're just I like someone's slave you know yeah. like <laughs> i don't know what i'm thinking i don't know what it is yeah you know what i mean was, you, you i'm sure there's different types of volunteering for the peace corps well there's different sectors but what so were i was you in doing? the yeah i was in the youth development okay there's so you so, were teaching kids a little yeah a little bit and a little bit of everything i mean the peace corps underlying is just being points of grassroots projects in in different countries but it's it's a very like grassroots projects like yeah. building houses it could be any, like i was in youth development so i i did a lot of daily english classes english. with like the kids after school it was yeah it's it's very well you know it's the two countries so moroccan government and the u.s government kind of come together and so there's so many different resources, but yeah, there's youth development, there's uh, child uh, youth development, uh, climate, uh, economy, um, like working with small businesses and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So is it just but like I would say the, like the overlying kind of purpose of the Peace Corps, it's to kind of increase understanding between cultures. So like. You know, as Americans coming over to different countries for two years, basically like making it your home. Yeah. To kind of tell the story of Americans, you know, cross-cultural understanding. And like kind of give back to somewhere like you've never been before because like in the end we're all... That's a per on a personal level. Well... Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but there is... Um, She's talking more on three... a general level. Like the no, purpose... No, I, like, just, I, I like the it. general level because mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the Peace Corps. Yeah. Yeah. So that's to, very to interesting. To promote um, understanding between the two countries, because it's, you know, it's a kind of a co contract binding thing that they have. Okay. I think Morocco and the U.S. Are, are the you, first ones to. Are you in a territory that people don't like you? Do people not like? How's the Moroccan it's, view to Americans? That's my question, I guess. Well, I guess you. Yeah, yeah. How's the Moroccan view to like people in the Peace Corps? Like they appreciate them probably. I think I got a, a maybe a different experience, but yeah, exactly. They because you're Colombian. No, because just the the sort of environment that we were put in, you know, like she's a, I couldn't. She's a woman. No, no, no. No, because she was in a desert no. town. No, I'm saying maybe <laughs> there's <laughs> there's different expectations. You know, I was there kind of with an organization. I. I wasn't there kind of just traveling. Gotcha. So, and it's with families that I had been with. I mean, that they had an understanding of why that we makes were sense. there. I get you where know? you're trying to go. You're like, you're, you're not a traveler. You're a little bit more like a local in mm -hmm. a sense. Yeah. Okay. But they have, I mean, there, there are its challenges. Kelsey, you said, you know, being a woman in, yeah. in an Arabic country. Yeah, it comes with its challenges. Um, Did you have to cover up a lot? You know, just dress conservatively. Yeah. So, like, never Obviously forced not. to wear the hijab or anything, but, yeah, you know, no short shorts, having respect so. for You did a couple times, their though, culture, right? The hijab. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a few weddings where it's just, nice. I mean, it was just fun to do and also show that you're kind of integrating into the yeah. culture. Yeah. That's I mean, cool, dude. It's, it's a fun time. That's definitely, cool. I could definitely oh. see how that would be a culture shock, though. You went to yeah. a couple weddings? Mm -hmm. Like multiple weddings no, within three months. A lot of weddings, yeah. Wow, there's a lot of weddings. Maybe there. like four. Or five. Were they people you knew? Which I had no, just random people weddings? from the community. Yeah, everyone goes. You get Everyone's, invited. Oh, Does not really? even matter. Yeah, it's oh, it's a huge. That's so cool. Yeah, which in the states I had gone to two weddings in my life. Well, yeah, and weddings matter, are really private here. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, there it's almost like a commute. It's just a community. Remember thing. Wednesday and, we were talking about that in the bar. Yeah. 
Yeah. About, uh, We're saying about more places are more commutative like while like America's not. Oh, we're very like individualistic. In yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jinx, you owe me a soda. How about a rum and coke? I'll take that. <laughs> we're very in our own bubbles though. Yeah. Like Yeah, this is I mean, that's where you kind of see that's why I love traveling so much and it's the overview effect, right? The more that you're able to see they obviously have their biases or maybe stereotypes against us, but I mean, so who do doesn't, we. you know, subconsciously, you know, even as an American, you have. Well, I think that might be why we're so divided at the same time, because we all do have our own bubbles. Yeah. And we surround ourselves with people who are so like minded. Mm-hmm. We don't like to be challenged. Our ideas don't like to be challenged. Yeah. Uh, typically, I mean. Unless you're like a matured fucking realized adult, who knows? But not even that. I I like to have my ideas challenged, and I'm not that. So who knows what it takes? But a lot of the majority of America, it seems like they get their little echo chamber and they're happy. They're happy with the same repeating process, and that's like what causes. Probably, I don't know for sure. I was saying as a definite, but that's probably what causes such division you know when like in a country like morocco someone's getting married the whole town's invited like i had never even heard of something like that yeah that's fun that's cool that's cool and even being the only foreigner it's just you kind of feel like you're part of that was there anybody else from the peace corps in the town that you were at you were kind of solo i was yeah a little bit the closest volunteer was 40 minutes 40 minutes away wow like a 30 35 40 minute camel ride cab i wish (laughs) but you know a few times there are like traffic jams i'm not even kidding traffic jams made from just the camels walking across the road yeah (laughs) i remember the first time i saw i was just in the back of this cab with like five other old berber men oh (laughs) my god like 20 camels crossing the street i'm like what you're just like in awe like yeah but i feel like i never i never answered like tangents are very like especially when you could just talk oh they go off on there all <laughs> constantly but i spanish english arabic and then berber was like a sub like a dialect a dialect of the smaller moroccan area that's cool i think but i never really got too comfortable with it i mean mm-hmm. i could survive but not really gotcha and you probably probably forgotten some of it yeah definitely yeah dialect is interesting <laughs> it's an interesting yeah. i mean i thing. since i've been back i've been on uh, duolingo because I don't want it's something that I don't want. You know, I have that for Arabic. Ara- Arabic. Yeah. 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 Arabic. And correct me if I'm wrong. In Arabic, you read the opposite way from what we're used to. Correct. We right. read you from read. right to left. Yeah. Right to really? left. Really. Left to right. Yes. Yeah. Was that tricky that. at all? Like while learning the language, was that like an obstacle? I think out of the three months of the, like the language and culture training, mm-hmm. that was the part where I was most frustrated. I bet. I was l- losing it, and it's just like. It's so counterintuitive, and I remember having a conversation with my teacher, and she said something. I was like, kind of light bulb click. She said, "Yeah, every like language has its own like logic. So mm-hmm. like learning to write it the language, it was almost like new neurons in my brain were firing that I did not understand. Gotcha. So it was really frustrating. So it was more logical to write because their letters also are characters. Like different- yeah, yeah, it's. It's, it's more I mean, logical it's, to write from right to left. I don't know, but it or, definitely changes. I don't know. You're just used to gotcha, okay. something that you're used to. And yeah, it's very interesting. Very Language is so it was, cool. It was incredible. Yeah. Reading it would probably be one thing, but writing it. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be a pain in the ass. And yeah. reading. I remember maybe like a week before we were evacuated. I was just sitting at the library reading <laughs> like a children's book. I'm talking like, you know, the ones <laughs> that yeah. have like a little tiny and i remember like reading the first page in arabic and i just like sat my book down i'm like the the brain is a crazy thing like because my cousin he he turned an arabic teacher like you know he teaches script and all that and it took him like five years to or four to truly like moving to lebanon and completely like four years before he was like and I just remember, like, sitting down, like, after three months, six months, I'm like, that's really crazy how, you know, this, this sort of environment that you have, like, the survival mode almost. The is immersion. Just, yeah, immersion completely. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then you just kind of see the the commonalities even through different cultures who was teaching you it they had so it was you like young moroccans okay that were people some young moroccans were teaching you arabic Mm -hmm. i have a problem with that word for some reason and uh it must be the whiskey (laughs) (laughs) it better uh, be (laughs) (laughs) i'm fucking around and then um you were teaching the same people english or different people no like the first three months we had uh, language and cultural facilitators oh that was your training that That was was like my teacher yeah yeah part of the training that's so funny when i'm thinking of training i'm like yeah you were going through obstacle courses (laughs) you were lifting weights (laughs) yeah different types of training (laughs) like that's like common in every peace corps like wherever you go right the first three months you do language training if you have to like if american went to australia obviously you wouldn't have to do language training um but like that's pretty like standard, right? Part of the program. So versus the three months that you were training for the language, ver- and the three months that you were there, which one did you learn more? When j- when did you learn the most? Actually, is the question. I would say the first three, because there it's like a school. You were in Makesh, no, right? Once, once Ma- you Makesh, called a small smaller city called Mekinez. Oh. But I just think with every language or anything, there's like a. a it's like a foundation that you need that then you could just work off of. And I think the first three months, I definitely got that foundation of just like how the language is spoken, you know, because it's, it's. Where was your training? Yeah. Probably. It was in a smaller city in the north called Mekinez. Oh, Mekinez. shit. So Mekinez. you were out for six months, but you were in one part training for three and another part volunteering for yeah. three and a half before COVID booted you out. Yeah. yeah. And you're supposed to pretty much still be there. Yeah. Damn. I think my service would have ended in November. Damn. November of this year. Damn. So instead. That's baller, bro. You were like, fuck it. I want to serve my country since I'm stuck here in a different way. Yeah. Eventually. I want to become a police officer. Dude, what a great outlook. Dude, fuck yeah. I mean, isn't it crazy how, I mean, it's just. And what a great transition. Crossroads. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I so mean, what made you want to become a police officer the same kind of feeling that made you want to be go in the peace corps it is a similar drive i hadn't actually thought of it like that but yeah because after coming back from the peace corps i you know kept on trying with the sort of international development work that i wanted to do yeah you went off to Did it england work? as well yeah I, I mean went to england uh, post-grad in like human rights same same shit playing soccer though COVID. too yeah soccer Dope, we never so really got play- to it because of covid so- you're playing soccer over in england when was that i would have but we got one practice in before i mean things never really got oh, so better during with the covid peace corps, yeah we were like no after 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 the peace corps after oh, i came okay. back home you know stayed quarantine here oh yeah and then you and went back like, to england and then i went to england you left because like, the peace corps is com- it's still not running you left this I past think- november right to go to england yeah yeah november 2020 mm-hmm and then you came back in February? I came back, yeah, just because the COVID situation was they not They did, like, another lockdown and shit, yeah. right? Yeah. It was, like, worse over there or something. They had, like, a it, more... It seemed like it was getting better, so you did that. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, fuck, we got to lock down again. Because so I, whatever they their government says fucking goes. And I think they were... They started opening back up in, like, March. Of like, this year? They had a very... Yeah, it's, it was pretty intense. Like, we couldn't really leave our dorms. It was... But um, that's crazy. But I was there. I mean, I was. I wanted to stick it out, especially yeah, Kels, because of soccer. Yeah. But we had one training, <laughs> and then they're like, "All right, government says." I know. I remember so you I was, told me. So it wasn't me. worth it. So I ca- I came back. Dude, right I was on. so mm-hmm. bummed out for you. But at the same time, honestly, you were an inspiration, and I really admired that you just went out there. You kept putting yourself out there, and you just kept trying. You know. Appreciate it. I yeah, mean, I course, still dude. I finished it. Well, I haven't finished, but I when I came back, I everything was online like i never even in england i never went to a class so it was a little it was weird i'm like i'm an international student yeah in a foreign country but i'm literally i'm taking online classes like i don't leave my dorm it was because i you know you want to see see everything that's why you you went there live there you had never been to europe before previously living there and like i know you've always talked about um wanting to just explore all of europe so You'll get back over there. In due time. I think 
just exploring in general is super you know important. that's where you should van life you should be you should do your stunt Dude, yeah. as a and obviously take it with grain of salt because i'm not telling you what to do but you what i would do if i was you as i should say it like that what i would do is i would do the stunt as a police officer for x amount of years whatever you know you would like to do and then like van life in europe because That's, they are like I've super about that. van I honestly life have. people yeah yeah I follow a lot of people on from Europe, and they got cool-ass fucking vans, man. Yeah. It's just also the nature. It's so different. Yeah. People, so different. People are way more friendly to it, more welcoming, I guess, to it. I mean, people are friendly to it in the United States. I mean, they just – it's more of an attitude of I don't give a fuck that someone's yeah. in that people van. People are way more laid back over there to begin with. Over there, you know. it's like – Oh, cool. Someone's in that van. Let's check it out. I don't know. That was, Is that a German but, accent? Is that a German some, accent? It was, it, it was, yeah. it was Icelandic. Yeah. From the movie I watched last night. <laughs> I watched Journey to the Center of the Earth. Ooh. Nice. One, That's a good one. The, the 1960s one. Oh. I haven't watched that one. Haven't and that, that one was the took place in 1880. So it was like old so school. old school. <laughs> was taken bathroom break it was, was my taken. mama i had to answer bathroom break was taken and then i walked in on a story what were you saying yeah the first i think it took two days to travel from up north like where we were training to final site and that was around like thanksgiving time and the Fi- first final site what do you mean you know how first three months i was kind of with a host family oh, okay. and then after and then training they kind of sent us on their own that's what's called final site yeah final okay. site like where i was going to be permanently okay and it must have been like the first weekend that I was with my host mom and she woke me up maybe at 6 a.m., like 5.30 in the morning. She had told me the night before, but obviously that dialect, I just, you know, you just agree to things because you, you don't know, yeah. you know. So she took me to like this open air market, you know, everything you could possibly think of, like vegetables, everything just, and it's only women because they do everything over there. I mean, like it, do. it was different because like those type of in, the, in the south where I was, I had gone to markets up north and men, women, you know, everyone was there. But it was it was like one of those little subcultural nuances. I was like, huh, gotcha. Like only women do it. But question: Were all the vendors women as well? No. Okay. Well, yeah, guys. Just just curious. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting because they weren't. There were guys, mostly guys, if not all of them. I mean, I, I don't remember exactly how many. It was this huge market, I'm sure. You yeah. Know, some. It's a big open market but, uh, in, the yeah. mid, in the middle of, what, the town? Yeah. Uh-huh. Does and it go on every day? Every, I think it was every... Weekend. Every Thursday and Sunday. or Definitely every Sunday. Um, but yeah, I just remember turning away for a few minutes and turning back, and then I just see like a sea of just women in burkas, and I... <laughs> I like I don't have enough language to like explain your situation. <laughs> my situation. You know, I'm just walking through and I remember that same morning when she woke me up. You know, when when she was in the house with me, you know, she could she wore her clothes. Normal clothes. Yeah, so I, it was one of the first times I like actually in the morning watching that process happen. Putting then, a burqa on. Yeah, and just the whole, you know, it's it's it kind of goes like a little bit I don't want to go on a tangent, but There's I remember. Like steps to it. Yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember, like, she had these like light up sketcher shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they were so cute. They were like pink, and I remember like pointing at them, like just trying to make com- like you know, <laughs> like cool, like, the cool shoes. And she's like, "Oh, thank you." And then so I was just walking through this this market. Were you looking for those shoes? Honestly, I wasn't in that moment. I was just kind of like sort of in a panic. Not a panic, like an internal panic. Yeah, but you're just honest. thinking like, what What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, because, I mean, it was massive, and I was just walking through, and um, may you make the best of it, but I'm like, inside, I'm like, okay. Yeah. It was maybe like a 30, 20-minute t- taxi drive, so I'm like, all right. It's like lo- when you're young, and you like you so lose you your mom home? at Walmart. <laughs> you know, you just that. went home? No, no, no. So I, I was just walking, and, you know, off in the distance, I see... The light up sketch your shoes. Oh shit! <laughs> and Dude, like, the moment you it was saw a that moment of just like relief. Yeah, That's yeah. I and bet. she thought it was hilarious. She thought it was so funny, and and <laughs> I laughed it off. But inside, I'm like, you know, <laughs> like, 
like when you lose your mom you yeah know, walmart yeah it's just that moment of personally i would i would think and obviously you didn't know this yet because you hadn't been to a wedding but a town that invites everybody to every wedding they're not gonna like and take you yeah. you know they're like everybody knows everybody i would think at that point right yeah it's, like it's, it's a, a it would be a small town community and the community pays for the wedding it's honestly a the co- community pays for yeah. oh okay oh wow like I everyone chips in you know whatever that's that, awesome that they can it's a truly like communal mindset where it's like that's probably why she was laughing because she's like oh that wouldn't happen here your united states brain you know what? like that uh that, that you would w- like lose your mom and oh yeah get kidnapped i mean and i and didn't have yeah did you even know the address to your house no i oh God. I, we had just gone into a taxi for maybe 20 15 minutes <sighs> and just went somewhere yeah but i mean those, <laughs> those, i had s- quite a few of those just moments where it's just complete uncertainty that's crazy but you honestly you make the best of it and it's at the end it's like funny and you know you'll learn i feel like you can't freak out because like that's not it's not gonna get you anywhere you know I had like a yeah, similar I think fear situation. Fear is a very natural feeling, yeah. but like, of course, panic is not, of course, know, when we're not in good. like a like, we're especially in a foreign place that we're not used to, like our environment, especially when you have the language barrier too. Like, it's it's intimidating, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a similar experience when Haley and I first got into Amsterdam. Granted, everyone speaks English there, like fluently, basically, but still, like, I didn't know that. I was like, oh no, they speak Dutch, like people are going to be speaking Dutch, you know? I'm not going to just assume, like, that you speak, like, English for my American Did ass. everybody speak English, Of course, though? everyone did. But, like, when we first got off the train, I remember, like, um, Hello, my mom's... My name is Kelsey. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking, what I'm saying right now? I need to find the bathroom. <laughs> You Dude, know, yeah, bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's uh, right to the corner. Like, <laughs> walk up to the right. Yeah, it's no problem over there. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, it's no problem. It's uh, over there. The <laughs> but I don't know. Haley and I were scared. We were shitting ourselves, bro. I mean, like, yeah, my it's... mom's best friend had told us that, like, watch out for the pickpocketer. So we were, like, backpack against the wall, like, <laughs> no one's pickpocketing my ass here and like amsterdam of course is one of the safest places i mean i don't want to say it's one of the safest places but like there's more pickpocketing like in rome and shit like that um but we were fine you know like I, we were just trying to find our damn hostel those sneaky italians yeah those sneaky, sneaky ratatouille you know but <laughs> i feel you i just can relate on That's a different French. level it's like it is it's your heart's Good just call. beating and you're like yeah, it's, yeah. you know but if like and then like i don't know like i was we were making fun of ourselves when it was done because we were just like we just like overreacted for no reason you know like i don't know, you just feel like a big old kook after but whatever i mean yeah i just think like fear in general it's it's just good not it's good to go through anxiety though and get through it it makes you feel like you've accomplished something yeah oh yeah keeping your keeping your cool and- i think that's what kelsey is kind of found with jiu-jitsu right I mean, the more you're doing it, you're like, oh, I used to get frustrated, but now I'm kind of understanding this shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. I, don't, I guess that's not so much anxiety, but it's like the fear of not knowing something or the fear yeah, of like not being able to learn something because you're not getting it and you're getting frustrated because you think you're never going to learn it. It's, it's all, it all comes back to a fear yeah. point mm-hmm. or an anxiety thing because you think... If I, if I don't do this or if I am unable to get through it, then A, B, or C will happen to me. And whether you think it or not, your subconscious is thinking that. But if you just persevere through it, you're like, wow, none of that was true. I can do anything. Yeah. You know, the more you realize your that, you're like, I can do can fucking handle. anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, too, just a lot, what it's really taught me is, like, I haven't been as, like, flowy with jujitsu like i know i'm getting better and making little progress which oh you've is been cool, doing it just a which little cool bit with me time. but like i just really had to just it's a sport where you you have to be consistent with and like yeah. i wasn't when you first started you went said like seven days a week i was only going two so like yeah. i noticed that and i was like damn like you really have to because for me like then i won't remember because i'm still you learning forget. positions you won't and there's positions like you say are very detailed you know but for me what i think it's really 
taught me that I can incorporate into my Hear life that. is yeah, we all heard it. <laughs> is Sound that like a whale um, passing by? <laughs> See, on, on the other podcast, Cam Cam would have opened his mouth and just like out let to it the out, world, you know? belch out oh, to the world. Uh, I was trying to hide it at least. <laughs> is that <laughs> one still going? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah that's what, that's definitely the uh, reason why I can even say that I'm have experienced podcasting like all the trial and error was done through that podcast and i gotta just yeah. appreciate that podcast for that reason yeah like, you gotta keep it going at least until i can't yeah once i go full-time in the van then it's done but i'm sure i'll come back eventually Dope. everybody comes back to this town i plan yeah. to too because my parents are still here yeah if my course. parents weren't here i swear i'd I'd be out of here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I this told is that home to Kels a few days ago. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's those ties that kind of keep you, and yeah. it's also home, you know. It's, but it is really important. I love what you guys are doing. I mean, you're gonna get to yeah. see. People think like traveling is this. Oh, you got to get on a plane and, you know, dry like fly 24 hours. No, it's within America, like the U.S. There's so many different. It's a lot things of, to see yeah. and. I think traveling for me, if I were to define traveling, it would be immersing yourself in a different culture. You know, like you don't have to stay in the nicest hotel. You don't even have to stay in a hotel like, you know, shit or like you don't No, I, I know have to break going. away yeah. <laughs> into something. You yeah. should be like, you know, going to the local places and just like helping, not saying helping them out, but just experiencing that doing things that local people do have been doing for like years yeah. i had this and thought the other day and it relates a lot to what you just said and i was thinking about it it's like we could go to a spot and have it be beautiful and majestic or whatever yeah but we could also go to another spot and meet it could be a gas station mm-hmm. and meet yeah. the, the the guy behind the counter like the real majestical part about going to different places is not the different views. It's the different people. Yeah. You know, and that's the kind of thought I had the other day. It's like, it doesn't matter where I am. It just matters who's there. Yeah. You know, because and that actually right now kind of makes me realize how social of a person I might be. I mean, like, I'm not social to the point where like, I'm going out, getting drunk every night, hanging out at the bar, trying to meet new people. But I would just, I, I want, I, I'm. You're curious to get to know other people's lives. I'm curious about humans for sure. And I love the fact that everybody is themselves because of this place they were born at the time and the influences they had by being raised. And that's what defines every human as a person is the influences that come to them as a kid, depending on the location that they were born. Yeah. And all of that is by chance. So you can't hate anyone for the circumstances that they were grown up in, a.k.a. the personality that they have, because it's the same thing. However that person is, no matter how much of an asshole, how much of a creep, how much of a awesome person they are, like they're all shaped that way due to the place they were born and the influences that they had up to the point that you see them at at that time. Does that yeah. make sense? No, it does. You like just woo you you went you went in man that's that's it makes like, sense though it does yeah and like that's why i'm saying like there is so much hate i i feel like against that and it's like we're all we're, all, we're human. all the exact same thing you know like you can't hate on a dog that got i'm tr- gonna try and make an analogy here let's let's see how good it is you can't <laughs> hate on a dog that is only trained by one owner and only sees the owner's perspective you know you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm so not I'll, saying that we're trained, but like... There's no bad dogs. There's only bad owners type of thing. Yeah, but I'm saying... Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, is like, we... Like, what you're saying is we all grow up to the traditions and just whatever, like, the customs, whatever. We all, like, learn stuff at that time, at that place, and it's like, 
could be totally different from someone else's way of growing up but like i'm saying nowadays people are so quick to like hate on that and it's like at the end of the day we're all we're all human all right we're getting a little repetitive yeah <laughs> yeah we are yeah um i think I'm, i mean you know well geo is nice having you on the podcast yeah. oh it was yeah, it was an experience nice, man yeah, it's uh, different. Now you know what podcasting is like. Yeah, so. definitely gotta have you on again before we leave. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Have you guys done one in the in the van? No, you're right. You said there's not maybe yet. the next one will be in the van. Yeah, we I mean, have... it is a setup. You have you know you have to have your own. Oh, it's gonna be comped. Yeah. It's gonna be squishy in there. I've had this Too setup going comfort. since like October. Nice. I've been changing it and doing this and that like that foam thing right there i was wondering what this was that's just for sound soft. sound deadening oh okay what well. they actually are is extra foam from when i cut out my beds so when i cut out the beds for the van that's the mat that's literally the thing we sleep on in the van yeah <laughs> just Seems a bigger awfully thin <laughs> four hey. inch four inch <laughs> no four i inches. meant like <laughs> i was fucking around oh we got oh, us four yeah. inches <laughs> no that's the outside <laughs> Oh, geez. That's the outside of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the outside—that's yeah, extra dude. shit. The smaller stuff. You know, and hopefully, um, hopefully, if you want to be, you know, van dwell it up, you always got us, and um, it's a good community. You know, resources. I hope for to sure. explore it more out on the trip. So that'd be cool if you did. What's the the update on old OC? OC's doing great. I mean, yeah. I don't see any more things that we have to do other than attaching a table on the side get a bolt hitch oh yeah get a bolt on hitch with a bike bike receiver uh-huh. figure we, out our we, we cargo bring our, we want to bring bikes with us yeah figure out our cargo like, thing too we just have to like lay out see how much shit we can pack in there i need to plan out my closet cause it's like, all about storage now at this point yeah, yeah. figuring out where Respect. everything's gonna go you don't realize how small of a space is until you know dude yeah it's not that much to work with you gotta utilize but every inch yeah kelsey kelsey's in the mindset more or less like how how much can i fit in it rather than how much can i cut out but to make it fit that's just for clothes though <laughs> that's just for strictly just for clothes she's gonna have to get over that because i saw the box the other day and i was just like oh i don't know like i don't know we got we got a box that we're sharing and then a cargo net that's gonna hold some extra shit mm-hmm. and our inner cargo carrier up top like yeah. our jackets and stuff yeah with those vacuum bags that like you know how they suck the air out yeah would that be a view? i mean yeah i mean we would have to just do that every day yeah you know? I mean, every okay, day you yeah. gotta do that that's, like you have yeah. to think about maybe that maybe for the bigger things that you may not use very often like you know the winter coats yeah once it gets like that cold which i don't even know if Dude, well, we once we get we to Colo- once we get to Colorado late September early October, it's gonna be pretty cold. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's I mean it's not gonna be freezing, but it's gonna be in the 30s. You can and always shit. just hit up some thrift stores and find what, some what, good quality. What, I mean, what? I'll- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's true because you don't spend so much space. Storage is the most important. It's been a process. Stuff. Like I didn't even start from the beginning like he did, but just tagging along. Like you literally just have to think of everything. Like everything, everything's its you own know? routine. And then if you can think of something that will have like a multi like purpose use, that's golden, you know, because you just want to utilize everything. I don't, that's at least what I'm picking up from the whole process and experience. But I can't wait to get on the road. Oh my god, Woo! cruising for a bruising. Yeah, it's gonna be a wild time. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, and I love how they just cruise. You know, like when we were test driving it, you don't want to push it over. 70, 75, to, you know. I, I've got my Astro van to like 90. For, Damn. for a long, you know, like cruising at 90. Well, no, not right? really. I mean, they, they take off pretty well. Like it stayed in gear for a few, like first gear for a few seconds. Yeah. But then you just, I mean, it's just a cruiser. You know, you feel like yeah. the Chevy Astros, it's almost like you're sitting on top of the car. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like no... No hood. And no it's hood. like you, no time you don't feel exists. like you're in it. You feel like you're on it. Yeah, it's you're like, just <laughs> like, ooh. Like, yeah. I got nowhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's How dope, did the bro. name OC? Uh, well, remember when I was on the phone with my coach, uh, Pat? Yeah. When I started jujitsu, every time you would, you would say bye or every time he would teach you something and you're like, oh, I get that. He'd go, oh, good job. 
Oh, okay. So or you would say bye. You say see you later. Os. So it's like uh, I don't know. It's just a jujitsu thing. Okay, cool. So the van is going to a bunch of different jujitsu gyms on the road. You. And I don't think I would have the confidence <laughs> to do what I do on a daily basis if it wasn't for jujitsu. So a little homage awesome. to jujitsu. The van name is OC. Got him a license plate that says it. That's awesome. Yeah, we got a little front tag. Everything come. It's like J. made Cole out of jujitsu belts. J. Cole said, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yep. J. Cole yeah. said it best. Everything comes up back around full circle. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks yeah, for thanks for coming, guys. girl. It's fun. Hell yeah. Well, um, we will be putting this out as soon as we edit it, and stay tuned, and we'll have another episode coming to you next week, guys. Peace out. Oh, check out our YouTube, too, because I'm dropping a new video. All right, peace. Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Tell me you love me, but I know it's a lie, and I wonder why you don't love me anymore. Tammy. Your kiss has grown cold And there's ice in your smile And I wonder Why